If you have your eyes open, you will see that although I call myself a doctor, I have mighty few patients, he began. There is a reason for that. It's not an accident, and it's not because I do not know as much of medicine as anyone here. I do not want patients. The reason, you see, doesn't appear on the surface. It lies, in fact, in my character, which has, if you think about it, many strange turns. Why I want to talk to you of the matter, I don't know. I might keep still and get more credit in your eyes. I have a desire to make you admire me, that's a fact. I don't know why. That's why I talk. It's very amusing, eh? Sometimes the doctor launched into long tales concerning himself. To the boy, the tales were very real and full of meaning. He began to admire the fat, unclean-looking man, and in the afternoon, when Will Henderson had gone, looked forward with keen interest to the doctor's coming. Dr. Parsifal had been in Winesburg about five years. He came from Chicago, and when he arrived was drunk and got into a fight with Albert Longworth, the baggageman. The fight concerned a trunk and ended by the doctors being escorted to the village lockup. When he was released, he rented a room above a shoe-repairing shop at the lower end of Main Street and put out the sign that announced himself as a doctor. Although he had but few patients, and these of the poorer sort who were unable to pay, he seemed to have plenty of money for his needs. He slept in the office that was unspeakably dirty and dined at Biff Carter's lunchroom in a small frame building opposite the railway station. In the summer, the lunchroom was filled with flies, and Biff Carter's white apron was more dirty than his floor. Dr. Parsifal didn't mind. Into the lunchroom he stalked and deposited twenty cents upon the counter. Feed me what you wish for that, he said, laughing. Use up food you wouldn't otherwise sell. It makes no difference to me. I'm a man of distinction, you see. Why should I concern myself with what I eat? The tales that Dr. Parsifal told George Willard began nowhere and ended nowhere. Sometimes the boy thought they must be all inventions, a pack of lies. And then again he was convinced they contained the very essence of truth. 